Hey guys, this is Kyle Klammer. And this is Zach Welch. And this is the Good Life Bow Hunter, official podcast of the NBA. Here we are, buddy. Here we are. <laughs> it's been a few months, I guess, but uh we're back, so hopefully nobody forgot about us. I figured uh I figured we'd just kind of we'd just go away and nobody'd even think twice, but I guess that's not the case, which I'm which is good to hear, but <laughs> well, it might not be the case, or they might have I'm going like, oh, hearing those sick of hearing those guys talk, and now they're back again. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one or the other. Somebody's either going to be really excited or really disappointed. I don't know. How <laughs> we finally got rid of these guys. Yep, yep. But yeah, man, it's been uh, like I said, been a while. We've both been kind of had some major life uh, changes here, and yeah, I guess it just seemed like we try to get together and do one and then one of us would have something going on well mostly me probably but and just never seemed to line up but here we are we're going to get one get one out and get one recorded so <clears throat> but yeah i guess you want to just give a little recap of what you've been up to buddy <laughs> i yeah. guess life, in terms of life wise <clears throat> well i'm in alaska right now so there's there's that for you um moved up here i've been up actually got here uh in the area palmer wasilla area of june 1st so been up here you know almost six months now and uh man it's it was a change it's been a lot different than i thought it would be but man it's been absolutely incredible i fell in love with this place even more than i thought i would and it's i have no complaints the hunting has been a lot different than i thought it would be i will say that but Man, it's it's been for the better. It's opened my eyes in a lot of ways, and it's just it's made me a whole different hunter. That's for sure. It turned me told I've said before. It's turned me from a boy to a man, and it happened pretty fast. You don't have much of an option up here. Yeah. But, uh, man, it's has it been fun. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And you're let's see, graduated in May, right? And then you graduate. Yep, graduated in May. And- Finally got your PT license in Alaska after. <laughs> that took a while too. I yeah, after getting here, I I went bear hunting with Trevor, and I was supposed to start work that next week. And the Alaska licensing took much longer than anticipated, and ended up being like, I want to say it was like July 9th or something before I was even able to start work. So I was just sitting around in Alaska this summer, kind of nothing to do for a few weeks, which isn't a bad thing. But when uh, when you're kind of wanting to make some money it it's a little frustrating yeah yeah you gotta pay the bills i guess but you know yeah someone has to yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah man no that's exciting i've been sort of obviously we've been keeping in touch but i've been kind of living vicariously through you and it's been fun to listen to your stories and just kind of i don't know hear about the experience i know you know we were talking about how just how different it is from just a sense of like you know i remember one day i called you and i was going out to go mule deer hunting for the day or something or the morning or something and and we were just talking about how yeah that doesn't really happen in in alaska you don't just you don't just decide to go hunt for the day like it's you know but that's exactly right and i think if i had to give my you know, one of the biggest lessons I've learned up here this fall is I think a lot of people have the misconception that you can go out and sit in your 
caribou or moose deer stand for the day and come back and get some supper and watch football like like you could whitetail hunt you know and that just it doesn't happen like that out here it requires so much more time and so much more effort you know you could hike four hours from the road and you know on either sides of the road are huge mountains it's like you could barely be to the top of the mountain four hours and still see the road it's like everything's so much more bigger and you know thicker and more vast out here than you can even imagine but yeah um like i said it's it's humbled me it's it's uh opened my eyes in a lot of new ways to make me realize that you know we gotta it's it's uh i guess if i had to sum it up hunting out here is you know it's just it's work it's not you know there's some leisurely hunts but there's no leisure about a lot of stuff up here it's it's work you gotta you know gotta keep your head on a swivel constantly it's like and it's a grind that's for sure but very rewarding though when it comes together and stuff starts to click and you get it figured out yeah a labor of love right sort of that's right <laughs> it's type, it's type two fun that's for sure yes <laughs> yeah i can certainly see that just from man everything that you've told me and i know like i said we talked quite a bit about bear hunting and your sit could hunt and which we'll maybe get into that later or maybe not i guess maybe we'll save that for another podcast or um but uh yeah i don't know just is kind of a just seems like a grind that's but i'm glad you're enjoying it and obviously wish you were back here in the good old state of nebraska enjoying but uh glad you're up there too that's fun so i know it's been a good experience i do miss a lot about nebraska but and it's it's been fun up here yeah always always can come back to visit nebraska in fact i think here in a few weeks i'll be making a trip south that's that's much needed that's for sure yeah, yeah. is it snowing up there or has it um been... not not currently we did get some this past week two three inches maybe but it isn't snowing as much as i thought yeah but, uh, i'm sure it's coming at some point yeah i think that's we're supposed to get it what's that i said the weather's actually not been that bad it was in the 30s last week and then randomly this week and decided to get single digits so that was a little bit of a wake-up call but it's supposed to go back up again but really not as bad as you think yeah we already had that here zach come on like (laughs) i know i think i looked at one point and ainsworth was colder than palmer the one day (laughs) yeah yeah no we've had some it's been kind of chilly here i mean it was nice today it's been it's been nice off and on it still gets up pretty nice during the day but it's uh man we had some nights in the single digits there for a couple nights but skiff of snow tomorrow supposed to be but we'll see what that i heard a little snow rolling through i hope so we need some moisture so i'm sure he does use it i don't think you have any on the ground do you no no it's been dry for about the last two months or more maybe but maybe a light rain here and there but nothing to really (laughs) nothing to really write home about so yeah but uh yeah man well that's freaking awesome dude and um uh yeah super pumped for you hopefully i can come up there and go hunt with you one of these days so i was just gonna say i'm ready ready for a visit for you here soon whenever whenever you get the itch to come up i'm here yep yep no i'm 
definitely scheming I'm always scheming you know it's just a matter of what i can get away with mostly but <laughs> yeah you've had your hands full lately I, I think i even tried talking into that kodiak hunt and you had a lot going on and yeah 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 i guess yeah i mean that kind of brings me to you know you moved to alaska and then i had a, another baby or well not me personally but my wife had a baby <laughs> we had a baby so anyways but uh had one in may and of course now i got two two kids running around and i know our nba group there nobody's stranger to kids you know we obviously it's a very family friendly organization but man it just certainly changes things and I don't know. It's a lot easier. I, I always tell people we went from playing zone defense to man to man, which is yeah. <laughs> which is fine. I mean, it's great, but God, it's busy. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it seems like. I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses. I just I feel like we should have should have been on and getting some more podcasts out. But man, it just seemed like every time we'd kind of get like, oh yeah, let's see this one. This one, like man, I don't even know what way is up right now i'm just trying to figure out how to how to survive two kids and being on call and in a you know working a job and delivering babies and all this stuff but i'm not a dad so i can't speak for myself but i can't i mean one kid's enough from what i've heard but two that's you got your hands full yep yep they're fun man they're really really a lot of fun merit Merritt, my youngest, she kind of, she just started eating some regular food here now. So she got to have a little Thanksgiving turkey. So she was pretty pumped about that, I think. But anyways, it's fun. It's fun fun stuff right there. Yeah. Pretty cool. But anyways, enough about us. And I guess uh, I was trying to think about last time we talked and obviously it was back in March-ish or April time frame and I don't know a lot's happened since then like we kind of went over um but yeah I don't know you just want to hit on kind of uh what's been going on this fall and I know I don't know if you want to talk about your experience bear hunting and what that looked yeah. like and I know you I know you went Sitka hunting obviously and I think we're going to have a podcast just dedicated to that so I don't know if you want to you can hit on some high points if you want or, or not just save it for the podcast or whatever. But, <clears throat> but yeah, anyways, talk about bear hunting. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I, I drove all the way up from Ainsworth to up here in the Palmer Wasilla area end of May got here first part of June and my good buddy, Trevor, who I went caribou hunting with actually last year. And it's been a, he's a real close friend of mine and thankful that I got him up here. He's helped me get on my feet and, showed me the ropes of stuff here and taking me in like family of his own um can't speak more highly of him he's uh he's been great he uh was kind enough to take me up to where he bear hunts and so my mom i dropped her off at the airport and she flew back to nebraska and i think trevor and i went bear hunting a few days after that so we get up to his camp and he has two stands there because alaska he can run two bait stations as a the anyways he had one that had more brown bears hitting and as a resident he can legally hunt brown bears for me as a non-resident i have to be accompanied by a guide or first line relative um so that that won't happen for me till well june one essentially but um super excited for that anyways 
so Trevor, we get in his stand and he had had several brown bears hitting this bait and we're sitting there for a long time and got to understand this time of year, there's so much daylight. I mean, you could essentially probably shoot 22 hours a day, 21, 22 hours a day at that point. And he's like, we might be sitting here all night. So we load up with snacks and energy drinks and we're sitting there for, I don't know, several hours maybe. And we have this huge cinnamon phase colored black bear coming. I mean, just a tank. I'm sitting there staring at him. I'm just like, gosh, dang. And I, I had a black bear tag in my pocket. He told me to get one. And and uh, he could probably tell I was itching to shoot the thing. But I knew there were several brown bears there. And I'm like, well, I want to see Trevor shoot a brown bear. You know, that's to see him shoot one of those things, even see a brown bear was, you know, high on the list. And anyways, it stays there forever and finally meanders off. And sitting there for a while longer, and all of a sudden I look kind of out of the corner of my eye past Trevor and he was kind of scrolling on his phone and I just see this huge pumpkin head in the trees just two beady eyes just like not looking at me but like looking at the bait pile and I like nudge Trevor I'm like don't move and this thing when it came through the trees it looked like a Volkswagen I mean <laughs> I I knew brown bears were big but I didn't know they were that big and this thing's like 15 yards away maybe if that and it just comes just barreling through the trees. I mean, not running, but I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every, imagine if anything's in its way, it's running 360 degrees or 180 degrees in the other direction. <laughs> and it comes in. And uh, so the thing about brown bears, they're almost like a, a, a mature, spooky whitetail. They're, they're different from black bears that on a brown bear, you want to draw when they go behind a tree, when they turn their head or they're on the move like you would a white tail where a black bear, you let them come all the way to the bait. And then once they get to the bait, you can get away with a lot. So Trevor tries drawing on this bear and I want, I want to say it. So no, it wind, I think it winded us first. It started coming, it whirls and runs the other way and then comes back if I remember right. And he goes to draw and it, it spooked and just like it made a huff and that thing was gone in a flash, like a blink of an eye. I've never seen something that big move that fast. And uh, it, I mean, it pegged us. And I was like, I was sitting there shaking. I was like, thing was huge. He's like, that wasn't even the big one. He's like, that was a nice one, but it wasn't a big one. I'm just like, wasn't a big one. What are you talking about? That thing looked like a car. (laughs) Anyways, it runs off and we're sitting there for a long time. And I, I hear a crack of a branch again, like, back off kind of towards where that brown bear had run i mean this is i don't know a couple hours later maybe and uh it's making noises it's coming through the trees and usually black bears they're pretty quiet sometimes they'll make noise coming into the baits to spook brown bears off because they don't get along um and i see brown fur coming through the trees and my trevor brown bear like get ready and so it comes down the hill like all the way to the bait and kind of gets a little bit leery and it turns broadside and he just hammers this thing. I mean, absolutely perfect. And we're high-fiving and stuff. And I'm like, if I could have went up and poked that bear where I wanted you to shoot it, you would have hit him right there. And it, it <laughs> died within sight. I mean, then we both started shaking and high-fiving. And Trevor's like, he's not very big. I'm like, I don't care. That was freaking sweet. I just watched a brown bear get shot. And he's afterwards he's like you know it wasn't even that big of a bear i wouldn't have shot it if you if you weren't with me but seeing you just freak out like that made the whole thing and (laughs) so uh, anyways we go up and look at it and like at this point it's super super late he's like we're just gonna leave it here we'll 
we'll skin it in the morning. Let's go back to the truck and sleep for a little bit. He's like, I don't like skinning in these later hours anyways. So we go sleep in the truck and uh, we go back in the morning and skin them out and stuff and get them packed out there. Go to town and uh, get get a little bit of the lunch and stuff. He's like, well, we'll go sit at the other stand. And he goes, he's like, there's a lot of black bears hitting there and you can shoot whatever one you want, whatever makes you happy. And so we go in there and we sit forever. And, you know, Trevor just had this thing. He had black bears coming there consistently and we're sitting there for a while. Nothing's coming. And then all of a sudden, like it starts raining and we're looking at the forecast and it's going to rain for a while. It looks like, and Trevor's like, man, they don't move in the rain. He's like, they'll just hunker down. He goes, but I'm telling you that as soon as that rain stops, they're going to come out of the woodwork like crazy. And he was, he was spot on. And we sat there, started downpouring. He's like, man, let's go back to the truck. He goes, we're going to get soaked here. And he goes, as soon as it quits, they're they're going to come out. I'm telling you. He's like, we're in for a long night. Let's just go wait it out in the truck. And it, we weren't very far from the pickup. So we walked back and sit there and, like, ate some mountain house or something. And if the rain starts to let up, I'm like, Trevor, let's go. And he's like, he's like, eh, like not really wanting to go. I mean, love Trevor to death, but he wasn't. He wasn't wanting to go at that point. I'm like, man, I want to go. Like, it's killing me not being out there. And it's like, yeah. all right, whatever. And he puts on his rain gear and we go out there. And <laughs> the rain quit. And man, he was right. Bears came out of the woodwork then. And this uh, <laughs> nice little boar comes strolling through, comes into the bait. And and uh, he starts to walk away. And he was like 20-something yards. And I put the pin on him and shoot and actually shot him on the walk. And Trevor was telling me, he's like, dude, he would have. If he, even if he would have left, he would have came back. Like there was no need to rush. And so I shoot him and Trevor got it on video actually. And it, it sucks because these black bears are so black. You can't tell where your arrow hits exactly. Yeah. And uh, we were watching the footage and he's like, man, it looks good. It looks like he smoked him. And he goes, let's just, he goes, we're just going to leave him for a few hours. He goes, we'll go sleep in the truck. It's getting dark. And we actually got down and looked at like my arrow and a uh, little bit of blood there and stuff. And he's like, he's like, arrow looks awesome. He's, he goes, I, that's a dead bear. He's like, he's like, you know, he went into some really thick stuff. He's like, I'm not trailing a bear through that. As you know, it was actually getting dark at this point. You know, it's gonna be dark for a couple hours. And he's like, I'm not trail as many brown bears are here. I'm not going through that stuff right now. Yeah. And I, I understood. I was, I was sketched out by the brown bears. You know, it's not a situation you want to get into. And Anyways, we we uh, go back to the truck, sleep a little bit, and I couldn't sleep. I was too jacked up. And finally, Trevor's like, all right, let's go. And so we go out and trail him, and he went, you know, I don't know, 70, 80 yards maybe, and was piled up right there. And Awesome. Packed him out of there, and we went back to Trevor's house and, you know, skinned out our skulls and stuff and had a little welcome to Alaska get-together with his buddy Brian, who's also been huge help up here. and. And, uh, yeah, that was, you know, middle of June, and I didn't work for another few weeks after that. So that was good. Gave me a chance to process meat and do a little bit of fishing and stuff. And, yeah, it's been – it was great. But yeah, that, was, that was pretty much my transition into Alaska. And then this fall I was trying to make plans, and I was talking to Trevor. I'm like, man, what should I do? Because as a non-resident, there's not a lot I can do. You know, I – Thought about moose, just hadn't done a lot of research. Thought about caribou. I had done the whole haul road thing. And he's like, man, there's some awesome high country black bear hunting. If you want to go do that down by Valdez or 
some so I, i'm like well i'll kind of focus on that i'll get another black bear tag but i still had a week off in september that i was trying to decide what to do with and you know like i said the caribou thing was appealing i'd done that i wanted to do something new and you know i black bear was i learned pretty quick the black bear high country thing in the fall is one of the most difficult hunts there is up here it's kind of in the fall just an opportunity animal um, mm. a lot of guys actually run into them sheep and goat hunting because they're up so high they're just feeding on berries and uh anyways long story short i ended up actually changing my vacation to the last week of october first part of november and i'd heard that most bang for your buck that you can get as far as hunting alaska is kodiak island sitka blacktail three tags in your pocket most adventure you can get um we actually in the tent recorded a whole podcast on that so i'm sure we'll get all the details on that out to you but i will say that is hands down the most adventure i've ever had not only in bow hunting but my entire life um i i could talk about that for hours um i'll save that for another time you know let you guys listen to the podcast and when i run into you guys back in nebraska i'm sure that'll turn into story time but uh long story short that was easily the best hunt i could have done bang for my buck up here is first fall as a non-resident um but the rest of my fall i spent chasing high country black bear and man i i found bears um but i it i guess what that chasing bears in the high country what it taught me was really it got me conditioned to hunt in alaska is the biggest takeaway i have from it i mean i when i remember that first week and i look up way up at the alpine thing all right i'll go up there you know bomb up there in the morning spend an hour or two climbing and nope that's not the case that's probably a three or four hour deal and what (laughs) looks like it's knee high is actually shoulder high and going through alders you know learn bear spray is okay but you got to invest in a you got to invest in a 10 millimeter to be sure you know you can't get away with a midline pack you need something that's you know hardcore you better plan on spending six seven hundred bucks and you learn pretty quick that your gear you could get away with in nebraska goes out the window and you need you know the high-end gear that that you see you know everyone wearing up here in alaska there's a reason for it because um what's kind of a want and kind of a luxury back home is a necessity up here because you know not only do you need it to function on your hunt you know at some point your survival might depend upon it um so i ended up spending a lot of money upgrading my gear system kind of as i went learning from my mistakes and you know what was getting thrown at me um i will say you know as far as the bears go um by the time i started getting it figured out um is about the first part of september when more bears started showing up and actually got a feel for things and i guess i'll just sum up my bear hunt with this one hunt that was oh man that was one of the most extreme things i've ever done it actually ended up biking into this spot five miles getting on the trailhead and the hike up into the alpine was probably another three hours and i get up there and there are bears just all over the place i mean i was covered up and i find this one giant bear and he's feeding down a ridge and uh i started to kind of circle down to get in front of him and he starts dropping down into this draw and uh, he gets out of sight and there's this one little bush between me and him and he dropped down behind it and i just started bombing down the mountain like almost sprinting and at some points i'm just like deciding to slide on my hip because i'm i can slide faster than i can run and i get behind the bush and i peek up behind it and i'm like man he's got to be right here 
and I peek up and he was already 100 and something yards away. So I start like butt scooting alongside the slope and uh, I slide in there to like, I'm ranging him, man, I can still picture it just crystal clear. And he's like 55, I can't remember exact yard. It's like 55, 63 and it's bouncing back and forth. And mm-hmm. uh, I just can't get a clear range. I'm just like, man, you know, he has no idea I'm here. He's stuffing his face with berries. I was like eight yards at that distance, you know, that's a, that's a big, di- that's a big difference. You know, you're not talking 15 versus 23 yards. Mm-hmm. You're talking, you know, wounding them, you know, yep. or, or drilling them. And uh, I'm ranging him. And honestly, Kyle, if I would have just waited, I think I would have been perfectly fine. Or if I would have held 55 and shot him, I think that's probably what he was. I either would have drilled him or I would have missed him. And I get greedy and I start butt scooting and he kind of turns and whirls and looks at me and then starts to run. And I shoot as he runs kind of stupid. And I still, to this day, I thought I hit that bear quartering away really, really good. All right. So got, got cut short because of zoom right there, but where I left off to this day, I still, I, I don't know. I thought I hit him quartering away pretty good. Um, so I, I give him a bit, can't find my arrow, can't find blood. And of course it's, it's tough because the blueberries at this time of the year are really red and everything, you know, you couldn't see blood unless it was sprayed. I mean, all over the place. So I'm looking, I'm looking around and, you know, getting towards evening and actually this time of year it gets dark, like normal hours, I would say. And I got my tent, I got my sleeping bag. And I was like, man, I'm just going to have to stay here tonight. You know, not only, do I got to trail this bear probably tomorrow, but I don't have the energy to get out of here. I, you know, I was at my wits end and, you know, kind of looking what I got for food and water. And that was kind of another dicey situation. I was underprepared that weekend and that taught me another lesson. So I, uh, I go to bed, you know, get some food, get some water, get some rest. And I got up and looked the next morning and man, I couldn't find nothing. And, you know, I, I had climbed, several thousands of feet and dropped thousands of feet at this time and had a lot of miles on my legs and I've pushed my limits before physically but I think that was the most I've ever been physically pushed in my life of anything that I can remember and so I climbed back up out of the bottom get up on top of the ridge line on this mountain and man I see another bear and I'm and he's just in a perfect spot there were bears out like crazy that morning I'm looking at him and I I don't know how many hours I was from my truck if I had to guess, I think I left at like 6 a.m. that morning somewhere in there, and I got back at, I don't know, a little afternoon. So that was like six, seven hours for my truck. And I'm looking at this bear, and I'm like, man, I could go after him, but if I shoot him, there's no way I'm getting him out of here today. Like, not yeah. only physically, but time-wise, I'm not getting him out of here today. I'm just watching this bear feed, and it's like, man, I could slip right over the top of that ridge and get on him. I mean, not to... Not to downplay bears or anything, but their far side is not great. Yeah, uh, their nose is killer. But uh, what makes the black bears tough in the fall is just the terrain. And I'm just like, man, I, I couldn't get this bear out of here. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So I start walking back to my truck. Just had to watch that bear. And so I start walking back, walking along the ridge, top of the ridge, and I glass down. There's another huge bear on this finger and I'm just like, gosh, dang it. He's in a perfect spot. And I'm like <laughs> looking at the time on my phone. And I'm like, I seriously, at this point, I don't know physically Kyle, if I could have did it. I mean, I was at my wits end and I'm looking at this bear. And I'm just like, man, I could slip down there. It's like, 
kind of ran in the same situation. Like, if I feel there, I don't have the energy to get him out. I'm going to have to have someone come get me. And, uh, and I'm like, I don't have time either. And so I walk back to my, start walking back to the truck again. And I get down back into the timber line. And the uh, man had another scare right, right there. I, going through the timber and like right next to me like in the thick brush and you got to understand that you gatch you get in the timber line and it gets thick thick in a lot of places i mean can't even see several yards in some places and i just hear a huff and i draw my gun and yell hey bear and uh i i still think to this day that was a huge brown bear in there because i, I get further down the trail and you know even when i went back there couple weeks later there were huge tracks i mean looked like one was tearing up a bunch of logs and stuff and um, a lot of the black bears that time of the year are hanging in the high country but the black the brown bears are hanging low Mm -hmm. um so that happened and finally get back to my bike and bike the five miles out of there and got back to my truck and man i was beat i was hurt i was a hurting unit but uh that was that was a real fun hunt i ended up i was going to go back there the next weekend um, Trevor actually had a moose tag for that area, which is an any bull unit. We end up getting there, and there's a quota on that area, and the quota had been met, so I didn't get to go that weekend. The weekend after, I went back, and uh, the, the high country actually got a freak random snowstorm that kind of shut down the bears for the year. So that was kind of the end of it because by the time that snow started melting, I was only, you know, couple weeks away from Kodiak I'm like well I don't have a lot of stuff ready and I I better start getting stuff lined up for that trip so uh that was kind of the wrap on the high country bear but had a fair chance and uh now I know a lot more about it I can't say that I'll do a whole lot of it in the future just because as a non-resident that was kind of one of the few things that I could do and be budget friendly still um you know kind of a nice hunt to do if you have you know a couple days on the weekend even then it's still a push um but you know like i said the biggest takeaway i had from it overall was it conditioned me to hunt alaska and opened my eyes to really how much work it is yeah man i can uh <clears throat> can only imagine <laughs> yeah um, yeah this fall when i was sucking air going up some of those hills out in the sand hills i was thinking about you huffing up a mountain i'm like well this ain't so bad probably so (laughs) i was sure wishing i was in the sand hills a couple of those days man i was hurting but yeah got got my legs somewhat accustomed i still almost laughed to myself thinking about how i stared up that at the alpine that first week and i went out bear hunting i was just going to go up there and be some some tough guy and roll in there and smoke a bear first weekend <laughs> and it, it humbled me quick my legs are a little more conditioned now but it showed me got to get them a little bit stronger a little bit beefier in the off season yeah yeah well I'll give you something to shoot for in the future or, yeah like you said maybe you won't do that as much but obviously you'll have your residency next year and so you'll be able to do have some more opportunities and stuff so yeah think that black bear high country hunting's hard wait till you get into sheep or goats and you're really gonna have a wake-up call oh boy yeah no kidding for that or somewhat ready anyways i don't know if you can ever get ready for it yeah 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 i mean that's so freaking awesome i just like i'm so jealous but i mean yeah 
I'm, I'm so jealous, but at the same time, so happy for you. Just like being able to go experience all that stuff. I mean, I hope I'm, I mean, I'll definitely come experience Alaska someday, but it's just You'll yeah, get here. to live there and to just, you know, just live and breathe it every day. I'm sure it's just gotta be something that's, else. That's, that's the other thing, man, is hunting isn't even everything. And just being here, I won't go on too much of a tangent, but man, just to, live in the mountains and just you know have these gorgeous views it's just can't just tell you how like blessed i feel to live in such an incredible place and not only that but the people here have been absolutely phenomenal it's you know being this far from home people up here are so welcoming and you know living in you know i work in the town of palmer which is a small town and man everyone everyone's just he'll go out of their way to help you and you know it just makes it transition that much easier and i just can't speak highly enough of the people and just the atmosphere here and obviously the gorgeous scenery it doesn't get old but uh yeah i, I have no complaints I, I don't deserve it that's for sure yeah well get back to me in january and let me know <laughs> yeah i know these single digit temperatures are if they hang around much longer i might start getting a little little antsy here to go somewhere warm <laughs> Why isn't it? I mean, Anchorage, that area, I mean, it's not so much the cold, right? It's just they get a that, lot. That's the thing. We're close yeah. enough here. I'm, I'm about oh, a little less than an hour north of Anchorage. So we're close enough to the ocean that it doesn't get cold, cold. Yeah. Um, but you go to Fairbanks and man, I don't know how those people do it up there. They must have like oil in their blood or something because they, uh, <laughs> it's just a different, yeah. it's a different kind of cold up there. Yeah. I mean, even the even the single digit temperatures here, it's not that bad. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel as cold as you know, single digits back home. Really, it's not a lot different. But um, a lot of moisture like said, in the air, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. So it doesn't get cold. Cold. They, they will get some freak deals where it gets negative temperatures for a week or two. But uh, it's not like it's like that from November till May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah man that's cool i just yeah maybe next year i'll get up there or who knows sometime i got all these schemes and plans in my head but i'm sure you'll be up there for a little while so uh, that's the thing if you, if you know someone up here that's a huge stepping stone right there that's that's a lot of the work so i'm i'm here and Everything will be ready to go when you just give me the green light that you're coming up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, someday, my friend. Someday. So can't wait. Someday. I know. Me too. But uh, yeah, man. Anything else as far as hunts? I guess, like I said, we're going to talk about uh, are you going to put out the other podcast about the Kodiak hunt, which will be good. I think that can be kind of its own thing. And yeah stand alone and yeah yeah that takes a podcast in of itself but uh that was a lot of fun still trying to even digest that one a little bit yeah it sure sounded like it (laughs) yeah man my goodness but but uh yeah i don't know anything else going on with you or I mean, you do anything this winter hunting wise or probably not, I guess there's probably not a lot to do in terms of that, but just, you know, I, I went bunny hunting last weekend. My, my roommate actually shot a snowshoe hare. 
Um, there's there's some small game stuff up here. A lot of guys run trap lines. I think that would be fun to get into eventually. But first year, I think you know, it'd be a little spendy and trying to do it on my own would be a little much. But yeah. I get into some ice fishing. I've heard there's some good ice fishing around here. Right down the road, there's a pretty good lake that I've seen people fishing on. Um, coming home for Christmas, I... I don't know what I'll do. I, I got a, I got kind of a short window. I want to see family. I want to make sure I catch up with everyone. I might stick a doe tag in my pocket or something just to bring some more meat back, but we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when the time comes. Family kind of takes priority over that stuff, especially when you're away this long. So yeah, we'll see. I at least got to go out to the cabin to stay one night. That's, that's all. It's my only request. <laughs> oh yeah. I bet you'll get up there and I bet you'll go sit in a tree stand, I bet, one night or two, maybe, huh? <laughs> we'll have to get out there. If I don't have a tag, I'm sure at least Maddie will get out or something, and yep. I can sit with her. I got to get into the tree at some point, though. Just, I've longed for that this fall. Yeah. Yeah, man, I can understand. I mean, that's a lot different than what you're used to. But Yep. I think if Alaska had whitetails, man, I don't know if I'd ever leave. <laughs> yeah one thing i'm really missing yeah yeah no yeah they don't really i mean they got the (laughs) are there any deer up around palmer really or not really at all there's not um if you go out of whittier which is which isn't it's south anchorage but not Uh all that far you can take a boat out hit some of the islands yeah um they they i thought i read something a while back how they thought about introducing them to the area um, I haven't heard anything if they've done anything. I think, I don't know how they would do around here. Um, I don't think it would hurt them if they introduced some, but I, I heard just some grumblings that there was a talk on one of the forums, I think, if I remember right, that they were talking about introducing them in the valley here. Yeah. Um, I do know that whitetails, if they come over here, like out of Canada, you just kill them whenever you want, however many you want, because they don't want them here. I did read about, I think I heard about that on a podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pretty much said, you're not welcome. <laughs> put up yeah. a, put up a you're not welcome sign here, which. Same with the elk. I don't think they want any on in Alaska outside of like raspberry or fogmax. So if you see elk on the mainland, they're, they're fair game. I'll be darned. Yeah. Which I don't know how many, how many there are, but canada and there there's there were stretches through canada not that far over the border that we drove through that there were elk so yeah i'm sure there's probably a few stragglers somewhere but yep 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 well we got elk in nebraska i would imagine there's a few in alaska around so i know they should introduce them on the mainland It'd be fun yeah. hunt <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, that's cool, buddy. Gosh, I just, like I said, pretty pumped for you. And hopefully maybe uh, anybody that's listening will, yeah, maybe could appreciate and understand why we've been so long and getting another one out just with everything that you've had going on and just that I've had going on, I guess. But again, I don't want to make excuses, but just, just been kind of a crazy, uh, well, a lot of life changes for both of us, but I'd say so. Been plenty busy, but still managed to have a heck of a season. You might as well yeah. expand on yours. 
yeah man gosh it was just such a fun fall i just didn't do any real big trips or anything i mean um i don't know what to i guess i mean i went antelope hunting with my bow um i guess i only went out one well i went out a couple times i guess i went one time up in the sand hills kind of east of valentine i have a friend that lives up there and got permission on <clears throat> on their place and had a really good hunt i just it just didn't come together i i just i still don't know what happened I ended up ended up getting on one buck and just i don't know i i uh it just didn't happen i don't know i just i don't i don't have any other for some reason antelope are just my arch they, they really are i just I, I i mean i've killed a few with my bow but it's just man i don't know what it is i have like a mental block with antelope or something i always tell people i could shoot a deer blindfolded at 50 yards but but for some reason an antelope at 50 is just like a totally different thing i mean i know they're quick and they you know they <clears throat> they do different things than a deer but i mean it's just but yeah i had had got on actually got on two bucks that day both really nice bucks and just wasn't able to wasn't able to seal the deal which you know at, in my experience with antelope hunting that's just par for the course pretty much i mean you know you it takes a lot to to make it happen but um but yeah no that was fun i never did make it back up there just never did work out and and that's okay i never uh um did go out to harrison um first part of october and i know this is a bow hunting podcast but just to go out there with some buddies for a antelope rifle hunt which was a lot of fun just kind of a different just a different type of hunt and and i knew that's what it was going to be and and that was totally fine i mean it was just really fun to hang out with friends and I have a lot of really, really good buddies out there and, um, and then just, you know, the buddies that I was hunting with, I mean, just good people. They're also NBA members. I mean, just, you know, it's just a different thing. Just, I mean, it wasn't bow hunting and I love bow hunting and I will never not bow hunt. And I way much, I mean, much prefer bow hunting over anything. It just is what it is, but, um, it was just, I don't know. It was nice to do something different and, I was think I was telling you, I said, it was funny, you know, to, I, I guess I, when I, uh, you know, normally I go, normally I go on a antelope hunt and I figure, you know, I mean, I always hope that I'll get one, but I'm sort of like, yeah, probably not going to get one. But <laughs> when I went on that on, I was like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come home with an antelope. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like not, not going to be a huge deal, but anyways but that was fun and then uh um i guess that was in wyoming i should clarify that i did i wasn't hunting in nebraska but but yeah then we did our yearly trip up to the ranch um some buddies and i um neil Hahn, brody mccabe and blake thompson who you'll hear from them uh we're gonna put out a we actually reported a podcast at uh at the banquet last year and just haven't ever got it uploaded and so we'll go ahead and upload that one too um here in the next week or two and you can hear from them and kind of their experience of bow hunting and how they sort of got started and stuff so i <clears throat> think you'll enjoy that um but yeah went up to the ranch up by ainsworth on our place and um yeah had just a 
Uh, I think Neil and I got there on Wednesday, um, got camp set up and went, went and sat that night. It was kind of warm, a little bit warm. And so didn't really expect to see a whole lot that night. I think I ended up seeing one doe and Neil saw maybe a little buck in the doe or something and um, wasn't real eventful. But this summer I had, you know, obviously I had quite a few bucks on camera and, you know, had a few picked out that <clears throat> I really would like to shoot, but you know, it's just up there. It just, you never know. I mean, I don't know. I, feel, I always tell people, I mean, we always have really nice deer on our place and, but uh, it's, I don't know. It's just a, it's a difficult place to hunt. It just, there's so many places for deer to go. There's, um, I mean, they just, they can go anywhere. They can hide anywhere. And I just always feel like the one thing I've learned more than anything from having cameras out and, you know, I never, we never used to do that that much, but have the past couple of years a little bit more. And I feel like, I feel like the, the more I put cameras out and look, the less I know about where they're moving. Just like, it's just so random. They just do whatever they want. I don't know. It's just the darndest thing. You'd, you'd think maybe they'd have some kind of pattern and one night I'll get a picture of a buck up on the North end and then the next night I might get a picture of him clear on the south side. It's like, you know, what are you doing, dude? Like, I don't know. But anyways, um, but I put up a stand down at our, I call it our south end, um, which is probably my favorite place to hunt on our whole place. I've probably seen more big bucks down there than all the other places combined on our place. Honestly, it just is a, for some reason, they just really like it. It's always been a good spot. I'm sure it always will be a good spot. It just is what it is. And I had last year, I had seen when I sat, I had a different stand up down there and across the fence onto the neighbors. I had seen a couple bucks, you know, probably 100 yards away across the fence. They're always kind of working, you know, heading west on that fence, sort of just across the fence on that fence line. And it looked like they were probably jumping and heading on our place and heading towards the creek. And so this summer I went and put up a stand <clears throat> kind of over in that area where I thought that uh, um, that would be a good spot, I guess. Um, you know, there's a couple pretty good trails there and I looked at it last fall and there was a big scrape and, and I thought, yeah, this, I think this will probably be a good spot. And so ended up putting a stand there this summer, got it all cleared out never touched it never even went back in there um i mean literally uh never went back in there until well until the morning that i sat it actually <clears throat> i think i left that alone for probably at least two months um had a camera down there but never did check it just didn't have time and i'm kind of actually kind of thankful maybe i didn't check it but um but yeah that thursday morning got up neil and i did and the other guys were getting there that day so we got up went hunting that morning and i put neil in another new stand i'd put up actually um kind of on the way to the one that i was gonna sit and got him set up went down there um got in my stand and i think i'd been there for it was maybe right after sunrise i saw i think three does came from the south from the neighbors and crossed our fence um and kind of stuck a little to the east of me um you know i i was sort of envisioning in my mind like well what if a buck was following them could i get a shot and 
I was sort of like, oh boy, I don't know. I might be able to get a shot maybe, but there's a lot of limbs. So might have to do some trimming this next summer, but anyhow, <laughs> just in case something decided to do that next year. But, um, but yeah, I saw that and then they kind of fed past me and went, went to North, um, kind of heading towards the Creek and, uh, I don't know, probably 15, 20 minutes later, um, end up seeing another doe across the fence and she was just kind of dinking around, ended up feeding off to the, to the West. Um, and then I thought, you know, it's end of October, you know, this is like October 28th, I think. No, 27th. Yeah. 20th, October 27th. And I thought, you know, end of October, you know, and I had brought my antler, you know, rattling antlers along. I thought I'm going to try rattling. I said, I've always, I've had good luck down here rattling in the past and I'm going to give it a go. So, <clears throat> so I ended up getting on the rattling antlers and, and, uh, you know, I think I'd, I'd set them down and I, I always stand up after I rattle for probably, you know, 10 to 15 minutes at least just to make sure, um, and I don't know if I'd been standing there for five minutes and I look to the east of me and I see a deer. Um, and then I look closer and he's kind of, you know, kind of moving through the trees. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a buck. And he takes a couple more steps. I'm like, that's a shooter buck for sure. So I grab my bow and he's like coming right towards me. Um, he ends up stopping at like, I don't know if he was 12 yards probably facing me. Um, and I didn't know it at the time, but there was a big scrape there and he kind of stopped at the scrape and he's just sort of looking around, you know, like, um, and again, I'm like, you know, a thousand percent sure I'm going to shoot this deer. Like, I'm, I mean, there's no, no question that <clears throat> I'm going to fling an arrow, but, and he kind of stands there facing me. And then I don't know, it seemed like, you know, how it always is. It seems like a minute goes by, you know, or five minutes, but it's really like, you know, probably 10 seconds. He kind of turns broadside and I see him looking back off to the south and I hear a deer blow and he's kind of looking off that way. And I'm like, well, that deer ain't smelling me. I said, maybe there's something over there. I said, I don't know for sure. Um, but anyways, I'm looking at him and he's, he's standing there broadside and I'm like, boy, and there's, there's kind of a two small oak trees that come up that are blocking him basically and i just there's a little v um where they sort of split they're not connected they're just kind of two separate trees but they come up right by each other and then they split and there's about a area the size maybe of a pop can maybe less and it's about you know five yards in front of me and i'm sitting there looking and i can just make out like his you know his vitals through that and I remember thinking, I think I actually remember, I remember your dad telling me this one time, Zach, of like, you know, you know, take the first shot you get because you just never know, you know. And for some reason that just like popped into my head. I'm just like, because I mean, if he takes two more steps to the West, he's in the wide open, you know, or, or, or two more steps to the North. I mean, like, I mean, whatever way he goes, except unless he turns around and goes straight back the way he came, like he's in the wide open, you know? And I'm just like, man, I gotta make, I gotta try to make this happen. And I'm looking at the opening. I'm thinking, 
I said, one of two things is going to happen. I said, I'm 90% sure I can get an arrow through there. Cause like, there's not, you know, it's not, it's going to, it should go over that. And there's a little twig that comes across the top of the little opening that I'm talking about, but I'm like, as flat as this bow is shooting, there's no way I'm going to hit that. Like, I just felt like there was no way. And so I finally make up my mind and he's just standing there, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to try to shoot. And so I pull back, you know, he's got no idea I'm there. He's facing the other way. And I put my pin on him, shoot. I just hear whop, you know, and he freaking takes off. I have never seen a deer like run like this deer did. I mean, it was impressive. I mean, he was gone in less than two seconds. I mean, like from the time the arrow hit him until he was out of my sight. And, um, and when he was running away, I looked and I'm like, shoot, like, I just felt like I was like, it's a little high and a little forward. And I remember thinking, well, you know, as long as I got through the shoulder, I should be fine. So I watch him run off. He goes out of sight. And I thought like I was kind of listening and I thought maybe I heard like kind of a crash, but I wasn't sure. Um, and then, you know, your mind starts playing games and I start second guessing myself. And I'm like, gosh, was it too high? Was it not? And so I don't know. I gave about 30 minutes. I called my buddy Neil and I said, Hey man, I'm going to, you know, I shot a buck. Like I'm going to give it a little time. I just, I, I think the shot's okay. I'm just not really sure. <clears throat> and end up, so way that get down, go look at my arrow. And I, you know, based on my arrow, it looked like I probably got, you know, 10 inches of penetration at least. And the arrow was like, less than 10 yards from where I shot him. And so, you know, I was just, I was trying to reason through it logically and think about, okay, so if I was too high, it should have just zipped right through him um, because, you know, it would have just, you know, hit, you know, back strap or whatever. Right. Um, if I was, you know, too far forward or whatever, I mean, and I, I knew I wasn't, you know, too far forward, at least from a standpoint of like, I was in the vitals. It was just a matter of, you know, whatever. But anyways, and then I'm thinking, well, geez, he took like one step basically and that arrow broke off. So I'm thinking I had to go through the shoulder. Like, I mean, and if I got that much penetration, he should be dead. And so anyways, I end up, <clears throat> um, you know, I kind of followed it to the fence or where I saw him, where I saw he had run. And I mean, he just like blew through this fence. Like there is wire everywhere. I mean, <laughs> there's wire 15 feet up into this cedar tree. Like, I mean, he just didn't, he must not have even tried to jump, like just destroyed this fence, just blew through it. And uh, so I'm like, well, that's probably a good sign, you know, but didn't find any blood. Like I said, I did find my arrow. I'm like, well, okay. So go back, grab Neil. And I'm just kind of talking to him. I'm like, yeah, I think it's okay. It's just, but, you know, your mind starts playing games. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I hope it's all right, blah, blah, blah. And anyways, long story short, I ended up getting, you know, called the uh, the guy that leases the place and got permission to drive in. So we end up driving. There's an old homestead that's probably, I don't know if it's 300 yards from my tree stand across the fence to the south on the neighbors. And we're able to drive right to that. And then basically looked at Neil and I said, well, I said, we're pretty much just looking for a body. You know, I said where that hit was and without an exit wound, I said, I, and as fast as he was running, like, I just felt like there was not going to be much blood. 
Um, and anyways, we end up, you know, I, we probably hadn't walked, I don't know, a hundred yards and we're kind of coming over this little rise and look down in this little gully and there he was laying dead right there. I mean, he didn't, I actually ended up pacing it off and it was, he only went about a hundred yards from where I shot him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it ended up being really nice buck. I mean, actually when I first saw him, I knew exactly who it was. I mean, I have pictures of him actually the last two or three years I've had pictures of this buck and, um, didn't really change much. I mean, he's been pretty much the same for the last like three years. Um, so I think definitely a mature deer and which, you know, ultimately is really what I, I want to shoot just, you know, a mature buck that is a good representative species or, you know, representative of the species. And, um, but yeah, and I was, you know, I did go through his, his shoulder, um, yeah, he sent the picture. The iron will punched right through it. I mean, just blew through that shoulder. Um, actually, almost went through the other shoulder too, but um, didn't quite make it through that one. But yeah, I mean, he was. I had no reason to worry. I mean, I was I was worried really about nothing, and <clears throat> there was absolutely no reason to even even consider worrying. But um, but yeah, man, it was, it was really fun. It was really cool to just kind of have. A, I don't know that whole process. I mean, obviously I was thrilled with the deer and, um, you know, glad that the shot was fine and glad that my equipment performed like it should. And the fact that I, you know, um, put the stand up, you know, with the information that I had and, and, and had thought about it all summer. And I think I actually at one point had texted my buddies and was like, I was getting pictures of that buck. I was like, man, I'd really like to shoot this buck, but you know, never really expecting that it was going to happen. It just, that's just kind of how it goes down there. I don't know. It's just, um, but yeah, really cool hunt. Um, and, uh, I guess, yeah, I don't know the rest of the time. I mean, the other three guys, they hunted hard. And, um, nobody really ever, nobody had really another shot opportunity at a decent buck. Um, I know my buddy Blake had a pretty good meal here at about 80 yards, but just didn't come any closer. So nobody else ended up getting one, but I mean, you know, I always figured geez, if you can go, if one out of four can kill on a long weekend with a bow, that's a pretty good weekend. So it's especially out there, um, maybe not in some places, but, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that was, uh, that was kind of that trip. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, I mean, this is a really good trip up, up there. And I mean, like I said, I was thrilled with that buck and, um, real nice four by four, five and a half year old deer, I think at least huge body. I mean, just massive deer. Um, I know I always feel like everybody says that, but like truly like this deer was huge. I remember walking up to him and my buddy Neil was like, uh why are his legs so short like it just was like a fat lard i mean had like two inches of fat on his butt i mean just oh my goodness he was he was a specimen but but uh but yeah anyways that was that was a good trip and then uh yeah it just ended up uh you know like i said i think i kind of mentioned spent the rest of the time up there with those guys and i did hunt some more but ended up doing some butchering obviously and um got that deer taken care of and 
Um, and then, yeah, I went home and, um, with the plan, uh, basically to, um, do some mule deer hunting. I really wanted sort of had my sights set this year on kind of killing, I don't know. I, I just really wanted to kill kind of a next class, um, mule deer. Um, I've sort of killed a lot of nice or not a lot, but a few nice, nice ones with my bow and, you know, sort of that 140 inch not the score matters, but I just, I don't know. I just kind of wanted that sort of next level buck. And so, um, did a lot of, um, I mean, I did some hunting earlier before this last trip I was talking about and, um, saw some really nice mule deer. Um, I'm very fortunate to have the place that I can mule deer hunt on. And there are some really, really nice bucks down there. Um, I actually got on one, one day, well, there was two bucks together. This is back in October or, or maybe in September. I can't remember for sure. Late September, early October, but, um, just one absolute slammer buck. I mean, um, and then another really nice one that he was with and ended up getting, getting in on them and was actually like, she's 20 yards from the smaller buck. Um, but just couldn't find the bigger one. And long story short, the smaller one ended up seeing me and busted out of there. I think another day I ended up getting about maybe 20, 20, 25 yards from another really, you know, just a nice mule deer, probably a hundred and, you know, like same type of deer, like a 140 inch, but looked young and just kind of spindly horned. And I just thought, you know, I just, just wasn't the one that I wanted to shoot at that point. And so I actually just kind of ended up just standing up and letting him see me and he ran off and whatever. And that was fine. I just, just wasn't the one I wanted. Um, but, uh, but anyways, I think it was, uh, it would have been November, but I think I got back October 30th. And then of course, you know, did Halloween stuff with the kids and it was my birthday on Halloween and stuff. And so did all that stuff on that Monday and, and worked a couple days. And then I had taken off like the next like week and a half in November planning to hunt. Um, and I'd taken off that Friday, excuse me, um, to, uh, to hunt for sure. Um, and it looked like it was going to be pretty much ideal conditions. Um, and you know, you know, Zach, as well as I do, like, you know, it, trying to spot and stalk mule deer when it's dead calm, just doesn't work. No. Um, you need some kind of breeze. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot, but at least like 10 mile per hour hopefully you know just something to break up the noise and stuff and so it looked like it was going to be blowing about 15 you know some gusts in the afternoon and I thought well that that should work pretty good and so I headed out to my spot and um ended up uh actually seeing a nice buck right away but um it was about 50 yards from my brother-in-law's back door and so I thought <laughs> thought that was pretty poor form so i just kind of waved at him and walked on by and kept going and moved along um but uh anyways i don't know i guess i kind of did my normal loop and um that i do out there and ended up seeing two really nice bucks one i would have definitely shot um just couldn't quite he, he was sort of 
he was out patrolling. I mean, he was looking for does. I mean, this is November. What would that have been? November 4th, I guess. And so, I mean, he was out looking, you know, he's just wandering around trying to find a hot doe. Um, and just couldn't catch up to him. He ended up kind of going out of sight and I tried to move in on him. And then it was just kind of one of those deals. He come over the hill and where did he go? Like, he's just gone. Um, and I'm trying to think, then I ended up working around some draws. I actually ended up getting on another buck, got to about 30 yards from him. And it was just a, I thought probably a three-year-old, you know, like a three by three, um, nothing, nothing really, um, that I was interested in shooting at that time. Um, like a nice buck, but just, you know, like I said, just kind of after that sort of next level buck, I guess, I don't know. I just call me greedy, call me whatever, but I just, I felt like I had the time and if I spent long enough, I could make it happen. And so I sort of hiked back to my truck and, um, and ended up, uh, going over just down the road a little ways to kind of a different, there's a big draw, a big steep sided draw, um, that I've, I know deer, I've seen deer in there before. There's always a big group of does. And so I thought, well, there'll be a big buck with him, hopefully, um, get over there and actually saw a little tiny buck from the road. He ends up running off and got my truck parked and start hiking and kind of working along the edge of this draw, just kind of peeking down, peeking down and working along the edge. And I kind of come around a bend and I see, yep, sure enough, there's all the does kind of down on the bottom. A few of them are up on this side hill and they're probably 150, 200 yards away. <clears throat> so I just, you know, get down and I'm just glassing because I'm thinking like, there's got to be a big buck there, right? Um watching 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 i don't see anything there's like two or three small bucks and i'm like gosh where is there's gotta be a big buck in here like there's not i mean these three little dinky bucks are not you know are not uh you know running this you know harem of does or whatever and and then about that time i think i'd been probably watching them for 10 15 minutes finally i see yep there's a big buck and and it's it's like this big two by two and at the moment I saw him, like I knew, I was like, I saw that exact deer last year, <laughs> like, because it was kind of the same draw. And uh, it was actually right after I shot the one I shot last year, I, I was waiting, you know, I just shot him and I was sitting on this hillside waiting to go kind of track and look for him. And I ended up seeing this buck, um, this big two by two out, out working some does on this hillside. And I thought, boy, that's a really nice you know, that's a nice buck. Like he's got heavy antlers. He's just a nice, I, I mean, just a two by two. I don't know. I mean, just that's was he, what he was, but, but anyways, I kind of looked at him through the binos and I'm looking at him pretty close. I'm like, man, that's a mature deer. Like he is noticeably larger than all the other ones. Um, he's got heavy, gnarly looking bases. Um, and I finally just, you know, I thought, I thought, man, this isn't really what you set out to shoot this year, but I said, I think you'd be an idiot not to at least try to go after this buck, you know? And so, cause I mean, just, he's just so cool looking. You just don't see that, you know I mean? That's not just a very unique looking rack. And so, so anyways, I decided, yep, I'm going to try to try to go after him. And so I sort of backtracked a little bit and there's a little draw that led down into the bottom of this, um, 
this big open open it's a big open bottom it's probably i don't know really flat and it's like oh maybe 60 70 yards wide and then really steep walls on the sides and so i find this little draw sneak down in the bottom and i just kind of hike up the north edge of this bottom and i get to the point where i can't really go any farther and i had bedded that big buck and i could see him and then about the time i'm i'm thinking well what am i going to do next this little buck pops out like between him and i and he's just dinking around in the middle and so i kind of slink back on the side and i'm just watching him and he ends up going and bedding like in plain view of me on the south side of the rim probably 120 yards 150 yards away just in this little cut and I'm like, crap, you know, what am I going to do? I can't see the big buck. I know this little buck's here. I can't really move. And then about that time, the, the bigger buck, the one that I was, you know, after, I guess, I see him walk. He walks right over there. He goes right by um, right by this uh, this smaller buck and goes a little farther into this cut and, and beds up. Um, and so I thought, well... I don't know what to do. Um, this, I mean, I mean, just this little buck is in plain sight of me, you know. Um, I don't really have a lot of cover. There's some weeds sort of in the bottom of this draw. And I thought, well, I said, I can't really go back because the little buck's going to see me. I can't go up because he's going to see me. So really my only option is to try to crawl, belly crawl across this um this uh bottom and get up you know to, to the south side of the draw and that way i can just kind of use that terrain to sneak around there's a few cedars and stuff on the edge and i thought if i got there i could sneak up along and so i end up belly crawling all the way across this and you know just noisy i mean i'm cracking you know weeds and like i mean luckily there was a decent breeze but i just kept thinking any second i was going to look over and you know, one of them is just going to be standing up looking at me. Right. And, uh, but somehow, I mean, I must've moved slow enough and just kind of, I did take my time and, um, I ended up getting over to the other side. And then, so I made it to the South side and I'm like, well, geez, like here I am. Like, and so I kind of snuck along that South side of that, that Valley, that draw and end up getting up to the cedar tree and I can, um, kind of see this little you know i can see the tops of this little buck's antlers and i just get settled in i did move one more time just a little bit closer there was just a little better spot to sit just so i had a little more cover because where i was where i where i stopped initially i after i was i probably sat there for 30 minutes and then i got to thinking i'm like man if they stand up like i'm gonna be really exposed here um and i'm sitting like on a deer trail basically and I thought, you know, they could walk right. You know, I just, I figured it was going to end badly. And so I, I moved up just a little farther, like maybe three yards or something. And there was kind of a spot I could tuck back into and, and still see the little buck. And anyways, and I, so I just ended up just settling in. I remember your dad and old Matt Gideon saying, you know, you just got to wait them out. And so that's, I was sort of prepared to do that. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I probably sat there for, I don't know, three hours or so. And 
And finally, at one point, the big buck had, did get up and he was kind of raking his antlers. And I actually stood up behind the cedar and I was looking, trying to find if I could get a shot. There was just too much brush. Um, and I ended up, I was looking at the smaller one because the smaller one's closer. Um, and I thought, you know, he's going to see me. And I, at one point I drew and then, and then I was looking at the small buck again and I let down and I put my binos up and he's like asleep. Like he's just sitting there, like laying there bedded sleeping. I was like, well, I guess he's not going to see me right now, but, um, but finally um, I should, I should preface this by saying, um, earlier that morning, I realized that I, my rangefinder battery was dead. Um, and so, so I'm running with no rangefinder, and, you know, so I'm thinking they're gonna have to be close. Right. I mean, I'm not going to take a shot, you know, they're gonna have to be 30 or under for me to, and I was, you know, I was pretty sure I could, I mean, I, I could tell like when I was sitting there, I'm thinking that little buck's 30 yards away right there. Like just, I mean, I looked it over and over and over again. And I thought, He's 30 yards. It looks, that's what it looks like. That's gotta be what it is right around there. And eventually he stands up. So the smaller buck stands up and of course starts walking right towards me. And I'm like, oh no. And like I said, I, before I was sitting on the deer trail, now I'm like, you know, probably a yard from the deer trail and he's like walking right towards me. And I'm like, oh boy, he's going to walk right by me. He's going to see me spook. And, uh, Anyways, he ends up stopping, kind of turns broadside, and then is raking his antlers on this plum brush. And uh, <clears throat> about that time, well, I don't know, I probably watched him for maybe, and he's like, I mean, inside of 15 yards at this point. I mean, he's close, like right there. And I'm thinking, okay, he stood up. I said, a bet that big buck's going to stand because it's like probably 3.30 ish at this time. You know, when I first got there, I, it was shortly afternoon. And I'm thinking that bigger buck's going to stand up like he's going to go tend to those does or do something, you know. <clears throat> and so I'm watching this little buck and all of a sudden, like, I mean, out in front of me, here's the big buck. I mean, I don't know where he, you know, obviously he got up and, and moved and he's like right in an opening. And so I just look at him and I'm like, looks like 25 yards. Like it's closer than what that little buck was when he was bedded. It's probably farther than 20. I said, it's 25. And so I pull back and he kind of ends up quartering towards me a little bit and is just kind of walking and then he stops. And so I thought, yep, now or never. And so I put it right behind his shoulder um, and, uh, you know, shot and, I mean, but right where I was looking, right behind his shoulder, like I said, he's quartering to me a little bit. So it went, you know, basically, but I mean, it ended up going through one lung, liver, clear through, and actually, actually went all the way through him and broke his opposite femur. Because um, when he was running away, I could tell, I was like, boy, he's, that back leg is limping, um, or he's, it's not working appropriately. Um, anyways, runs off, goes um goes out of sight kind of behind up this other little draw and so I just sit there for you know 15 20 minutes and I thought well that's a good shot I said I feel I feel very confident about that that's going to be a dead deer um but I end up kind of walking up there a little ways towards where he ran and uh didn't really see any blood um and I didn't see him and so 
and I, I mean, it's wide open for the most part. And so I mean, I'm like, geez, like, where is he, you know? And um, so I thought, well, I'll just back, I'll go back to where I was and I'll cross the draw, grab my pack and I'll get up on the hill and I'll, I'll look around. And so end up, you know, doing just that, get, you know, cross the draw, go up on the hill. And then, you know, as soon as I get up on top, I can see him, you know, he's just, if I had walked around 15 more yards, I'd have seen him. He was, he was laying right there. I don't know if he even went a hundred yards, but um, so anyways, was pretty pumped, went down, you know, got him taken care of, made a few phone calls, called my dad and I think called your dad too, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, ended up, you know, making a few phone calls before I went and then got him obviously gutted and stuff, but yeah, just a really cool old buck. I mean, I don't know exactly how old he is. I, I looked at his teeth and um, had a few other guys kind of look at him and, you know, at least five and a half, maybe six and a half. So, I mean, obviously a very mature mule deer and um, was just never going to be anything more than a two by two. Um, had these big gnarly looking bases with a bunch of trash and stuff on them and just a really cool deer. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That was kind of uh kind of my season, I guess. That was a really long winded story to tell you both of those, but I don't know. <laughs> good season, that's for sure. What's that? It was a good season. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, man. Just just a lot of fun. I mean, I know uh gosh, I just I mean uh, there's I just love this thing that we do that's called bow hunting, man. I just yeah. it's so fun. Um I don't know. It just I I love everything about it. You know, I think the older I get, I don't know, I was having a conversation with somebody that, and maybe this is just me getting soft and maybe other people can relate to this, but I don't really like the killing. Honestly, I, I don't, I don't really enjoy that that much. I think it's everything else. I mean, obviously that's always the goal, you know, um, to shoot the deer. Um, and obviously we enjoy the meat very much and, um, really, uh, really, uh, enjoy um making sausage and and processing it and doing all that stuff but i don't know it just the killing that's, part just doesn't it, it's kind of the it's the ends to a or means to an end but it's it's definitely not the part that i that i enjoy the most by any yeah. means but. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in it for just the killing you're in it you're in it for about one percent of it yep exactly yep that's exactly right. So it all comes down to, you know, matter of seconds releasing that arrow and killing that animal, you know, the preparation, the, you know, the meat processing, your, your scouting, you know, just the grind, you know, every part of it plays into it. If you're in just to, you know, kill that thing and punch that tag, you, you missed it. Yep. No, I think you're exactly right, buddy. It, it, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know, I just really don't, I don't like, I don't even like that part. It's just like, I mean, I'm always very thankful for him. Um, but it's like, man, yeah, I love just, you know, shooting my bow all summer and practicing and putting up stands and, you know, watching trail cameras and, you know, going scouting and glassing and, you know, being sneaky and, you know, really using the terrain and, and picking the right days and it's just like you know i it, it just there's so so much that goes into it um and i know everybody listening to this knows exactly what i mean um but it's like you know it's bow hunting's tough and and it uh 
but it's just, yeah, man, there's just, there's so much that goes into it. Um, and I don't know, I don't know people that don't bow hunt. I don't know if they really can appreciate that or even know, you know, what, what that means. It's just like, it's, uh, there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It, it's a time consuming thing. Um, and it takes a lot of practice to get good at. Um, and I don't want to say that I'm even good at it. Um, cause I'm not, I'm, um, but, uh, you know, I always say it took me a lot of years to shoot a decent buck and, and that is what it is. It just, you know, I think everybody's journey is a little different and kind of, I don't know. I sort of feel like kind of coming into my own a little bit i figured i've sort of figured out how to get close to mule deer at least down there at least where i hunt and kind of figured that place out to a certain degree and there's always surprises and things that happen and you know i don't know it's it's fun it it uh there's always something to learn so (laughs) but uh anyways um but yeah that was kind of my season and just yeah really really enjoyed it I, I don't know i like i said i sort of it's always bittersweet when you're done it's like well okay <laughs> like, yeah. now now i don't get to go hunting anymore now i gotta wait 350 days until i can go again you know or whatever but um but i guess like i said that's why we do it ultimately that's the end goal and i got a a bunch of meat in my freezer i've already made a bunch of sausage and yeah just i mean i enjoy that probably i mean i think it's a little bit cheesy to say that i enjoy it more than anything but i really do enjoy it a lot and i really um have gotten to appreciate that more and more the more that i do it just for processing my own and taking care of the meat knowing how it's been taken care of just really yeah I don't know. Really fun, but exactly right. Kind of brings it full circle. Absolutely, yeah. Feeding. I mean, we just had some deer brats that I made tonight for supper. So it's like, yeah. And my little girl, my girl, she's going to be three in January. She helped me make the brats, and so like, yeah, it was like, how about that? You know, like, hey, look what we did. We were eating it tonight. I'm like, Colin, do you remember? Like you helped daddy make these. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. You know, it's like, that was pretty cool. That was a cool moment. But so, and she already is asking about when I can buy or when we're going to get her a bow so she can go hunting with daddy. So that'll be, that'll be good. But be here before you know it. I know, man. Yeah. Almost three years gone already. So, but what's that said don't blink i know man yeah it goes by quick so but yeah man like i said that's that was kind of my season and um i don't know i might get out and i don't know i just i guess i gotta sort of do an inventory i kind of have an idea of what meat i've got and I, I sort of have developed a system to keep track of how many pounds and whatever and um i've got it all ready to go i got a bunch of seasonings and stuff i just i need to make some more need to make some more things but which i will at some point it just yeah gotta find the time to do it and i've already i think i made uh like 85 pounds of sausage the other day so that was a good 
a good chunk of meat, um, but probably have another at least that much more to do. Make some snack sticks and make whatever else, you know, all sorts of different things. But uh, yeah, anyhow, <laughs> that's my fall, I guess, bud. But heck of a fall. Yeah, man. But looking forward to hopefully seeing you when you get back, and maybe we can go shoot a bunny or something while you're back. Yeah, or, I know. I know it. Flying in, we should be home Christmas Eve and staying through New Year's Eve. So. Would like to stay longer, but, you know, I burned up a lot of vacation earlier, so I was grateful my boss was even letting me take take what I did. She she told me just take however much time I want, we'll make it work, but I didn't want to drag it out into a two-week deal and kind of get on, start, start off on the bad foot asking for too much vacation. I know a lot of that's in store over the next several years, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah take too much that's plenty of time to get home and see some people and you know unwind a little bit yep yep absolutely but heck yeah bud well i guess we can end this podcast now and people are tired of probably listening to me ramble about hunting stories and listening to listening to you tell better stories so i suppose All about that <laughs> but but yeah, I guess we'll we'll get this one up here shortly. And like I said, I'll put a plug in. There'll be a, another podcast for just the um, the Kodiak hunt with Zach and uh, fellow NBA members CJ Novak and Dave Davis. Um, and then uh, I also have one that I'll get uploaded as well um, from the banquet last year. So be three podcasts coming here. Boom, boom, boom um to kind of make up maybe for for the our little hiatus here so but hopefully everybody's understanding and we sure appreciate appreciate who's ever listening still so <laughs> but but uh yeah i guess with that uh anything else buddy i don't think so all right well this is kyle Klammer. and this is zach welch and this is the good life bow hunter the official podcast of the nba